1958, John C. Koss invented the world's first SP3 stereophone here in Milwaukee and forever changed the way we all listen to music. Koss Corporation is proud to support the Experience Milwaukee podcast and its listeners with the world's greatest headphones. I'm hanging on. Adam. Steve. Slow it down. Slow it down. Slowing it down, Bob. Yes. So, hey, it's good to talk to you again. It is a pleasure. I saw you at the coffee shop yesterday. Yeah, you did. Kept creeping around. I was just just sitting trying to have some coffee, and you just kept circling me. It was really weird. I was watching, you know, waiting for you to walk (laughs) back to your car. (laughs) Like you were from another planet and you were studying behaviors <laughs> to blend in. <laughs> How to blend in from behind yep. a bush. Yes, exactly. While creepily staring. Yes. Uh, so another episode. I think, I think, luckily we don't fact check, but I think this is our 90th yes. episode. This might be our 90th episode. That's fantastic. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and these episodes would not be possible without our sponsors. Yes. And uh, one of those sponsors being Few Spirits and my favorite, Few Bourbon. And as I was telling you before the show started, I am trying to get my hands on the cold cut, which is Few Bourbon cut with cold brew coffee. Yeah, and I immediately went to the cold cut combo from Subway, so I'm really glad that you explained (laughs) what you're talking about and now i'm even more intrigued because who doesn't want to try bourbon with a little cold brew a little cold infused. brew used so right? so we're gonna find that we'll, we'll take care of that and maybe have yep. an episode just about that but uh also thanks to uh cost stereophones which i call headphones yes thanks to which i'm wearing right now what which i'm wearing right now no big deal yeah. and indeed brewing and so i've been passing along indeed beer to because i have so much here uh i'm passing it along to so many people to try they love it yes and uh you know transfer pizzeria cafe no big deal no big deal our best friends in our studio yeah so uh speaking of all of that goodness you know where where goodness comes together on the east side at beans and barley yes and we yes, are lucky. We are. You're right. You're right. And we're lucky enough to have Jim on the show today. Jim, how are you? Hey, super good. Thanks for having me, you guys. Um, thanks for the nice words about beans. <laughs> we, <laughs> we are and goodness. barley. And barley. Yeah. And so we're goodness. Come together. We come together right here. Yes. And that's, that's where they come together here on the Experience Milwaukee podcast. Yes. It's just all goodness yeah. everywhere, I guess, coming together. <laughs> yeah man totally uh so jim beans and barley has been around forever but adam and i like to pretend when we have guests on that we know nothing about it which is not hard for us and that <laughs> we we pretend that our audience has never heard of who we have on so why don't you give us your and beans and barley uh sort of high level background sure Okay, so Beans and Barley is a uh, specialty natural grocery store, basically. We also have a deli market uh, cafe. We do some catering as well. Uh, you're right, Beans has been around for a long, 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 long time. 
43 years, even longer than I've been around. So oh um, it was started, yeah, and it started in 1972 uh, by a man named Mike Stevens, who kind of quickly left, and then a woman named Lynn Sabonic came on, and another, and, and kind of ran it. And then I'm trying to give you the fast, the fast one here. This could be like this could be like Star Wars epic. <laughs> <laughs> so, the rich history uh, of yeah, exactly. Well, and you know, there's like side sidebarring, and I am a super talker, so. We're gonna try to not do that. I love okay, it. So, yeah. So Patty Patty Garrigan comes on. They're they're running things and they're running things over on Murray Street, which used to be uh, Corey the bike fixer and then was the bike fixer and now is a guitar shop. And when it was in that space, it was kind of what has been described to me as like like some people that went there as a kid were like you know it was like a bunch of like Crocs and like a Crocs full of beans and a barley maybe you know and it like smelled weird and but like. It's like a smell that I love that I remember from childhood, but basically it's like a little, a, like a little cafe with some stuff from what I can, what I've been told. I could be wrong, mm-hmm. but uh, it was, it was in that little spot and the East side at the time had like Century Hall and where we are now, uh, the beans and barley that people know mostly, this was a place called Frenchie's restaurant. And so it was like a fancy, like a fancy spot, you know, like, but in you know the 70s so there was also like french made outfits the whole thing you know what i mean so at some point or another frenchie goes out and beans and barley comes in but it's sharing the spot with like i believe at least at the most interesting part was like a liquor store a record store and beans <laughs> I, again i could be wrong wow. but like beans again just had like these little like crocs of food and maybe like a little hot like a little hot bar yeah. and the idea was they're like have like like hot and fast food was like kind of new. You know what I mean? Like sort of new. Like, so they were like, well, let's do like fast, super healthy, good food for people, you know, that are like popping around the East side, as you know, like the East side's been a a gathering place of like smart people's weirdos, college kids, (laughs) you know, a really eclectic mixture of people. So I think they all kind of found each other at this little spot and, you know, you maybe grab your record get your bottle of maybe some of your sponsors liquor if they had been around the time, yes. but I ain't rude. like pop it, get your food and get on out. And it was kind of like, looked like a log cabin at the time. Like um, the building had like a huge porch, like be more like a cracker barrel or something. Don't know, but I've only seen pictures. Um, <laughs> as they were in there, like different stuff happened, including like them getting um, Pat Sturgis and um, Peggy Silvestrini, uh, Pat coming from Century Hall, Peggy coming from the outposts, like being kind of a a, a a bounding person of sorts in outpost. And they both came on and were working. And eventually they bought into the business. Um, and as they bought in, they kind of expanded, you know, like as I don't know who went out first, it was the records or a liquor store, but as people left, they kind of just bought up a little more real estate in the building, rented a little more. And eventually they got to having the whole thing, I believe. And then it was in 1992 that um, a ro- they were working on the roof and a guy, no names named, had left like, it was like old school. They had like a torch, you know, and you had to like leave it burning. You didn't want to like have to restart it apparently. So they like, the guy's down having a sandwich on the grass, North Avenue and the roof oh. catches on fire. They're like in the middle of service. Like literally there's like smoke starts to billow out. Everyone got out in plenty, plenty of time. Every everyone was fine. Nothing like that happened, but it burned to the basement, like all the way down. Yeah. So that was 
pretty insane. But um, these folks, my mentors, all four of them, you know, what they did is like they went into what was Nick's house um, or, you know, the Why Not Three. Sorry. Mainly everyone knows the Why Not Three. So they operated out of there in just this little tiny capacity. They just kept going and going. And over the next two years, they built the Beans and Barley that you see now um, and then did a lot of cool new weird stuff new to us 90s and you know it was a place that i saw and my business partner polly saw as just a super awesome place it was the epicenter of all these like artists and musicians and like i said before weirdos and whoever <laughs> coming together and we're all like working together so it's like play a show the night before together and then like gotta pick up your shift in the morning or probably the afternoon but then you see like this street artist or this other like painter or this other like actor or whatever or just a college kid like we all work together and it was like incredibly cool mix and uh for a kid coming from like port washington wisconsin down here uh it was a super rad place just to get introduced to the city in a way that was like kind of deeper than just like uh walking around type of thing so i ran as a, as a kitchen manager for a while and like uh you know as things went on um in 2012 polly and i had an opportunity to like buy in because pat and patty were retiring so we jumped in and uh we're partners with um lynn and peg for quite a while um so you know my first day um i was my first day was me being a dishwasher at 19 years old being a freshman of college at uwm i had like a black eye from like a scrape like defending some friends not like some brawler <laughs> not sure. but i had like this black guy i was kind of pretty sure that they'd be like dude get this guy out of here what is this fighting you know it's kind of hippie place you know i was like mm -hmm. oh, oh but they kept me on now it's like 20 years later and yeah we've been running it now since like 2016 or 17 i don't know maybe that, maybe more that's so, a that's a journey that's just with us yeah Oh yeah. yeah, told it. So sorry, told you. I'm a chatterbox, and uh, <laughs> it is what but, it is. Sorry, that, that's all was, right. It was great. Yeah, and it actually it actually sparked a thought I had in my brain. I I know you worked there for a long time, but it still feels like it's a pretty big decision to buy into the place you're working at. Can you talk us through a little bit of how how you came to decide that, or was it? I mean. Did you give no thought? Were you just like, yep, <laughs> this is exactly what I'm going to do? No, it, no, absolutely. Like, it was a super huge decision, but an easy decision. So that's I, that's kind of where it is, I guess, interesting. Okay, so I'm like, if we go back to 2012, you know, like my now wife um, and I were living together and like you're kind of going through and like, you know, like working at this place that you absolutely love, but at my age at the time, which had been 32, like people start doing other stuff, like kind of like maybe you don't see people as much. They're like going on and I'm kind of like at the time just being like, well, is, you know, the restaurant thing going to be what I want to do? And I had a couple other opportunities, talked to some people about like to start something up. But, you know, lo and behold, through a conversation with like Pat and Patty, was were kind of just like, well, what are you guys' plans, you know? Because they had kind of thought about retiring. They had done this put in a ton of work for so many years and tons of work in so many years in a restaurant or even a restaurant store. This is like, it's hard work. It is hard. And like hard. any other thing, like, so I think that they were like ready to travel around in their little camper, you know, and like mm -hmm. go visit their children and be with them more. And, you know, 
So at any rate, like that went down to basically, we just kind of bought in on their shares and we're partners with our old people, which is great because the, you know, um, Lynn and Peggy, which was great because we still had like a little bit of like the um, experience, you know, with us while we were kind of like learning how we want to do things, which ultimately isn't terribly different from how things have been done. Cause <laughs> when you got 40 years of doing it, you're kind of like, yeah, I guess you guys have like tried this out. You know, it's yeah. like kind of funny when you get this big idea, you're like, well, let's do this and let's do that. And you're like, oh, I guess, uh, oh yeah, I guess that's why we do this this way. <laughs> or you're like, it's kind of like an old wooden ship. Sometimes you're like, we just gotta like keep it rolling. We gotta update some things. We gotta stick with the times, but ultimately like keep all the cracks filled and keep it floating and going on. Yeah, and we hope that we can continue to do that because obviously times are totally different now in right. that in that regard. But yeah, and speaking of those times, um, how has beans and barley adapted this year? Well, like to speak on the just like just speaking at is it like um a kind of an institutional thing that just goes on and on is like this is kind of those first times where it's like, hey man, we got to do it totally different. Like mm -hmm. we got to be pivoting way faster than we ever have, and it's actually been like pretty good. It's got like us, you know, I work a lot throughout the building and so does Polly and like she does a lot of buying and I do a lot of physical plant and, and a lot of stuff with employees and um, it got us like on the floor way more, mm, you know, because sure. we had to like, we're not going to put, we wanted to, we wanted to be up there. If people were going to be out working, we didn't close during the pandemic at all. It was kind of like people in the neighborhood kind of informed us on that. Like, hey, you're our place we walk to. Like, right. And we don't want you to, you know, they were in neighborhood conveniences where they were totally actually rely on us. We're like, this feels crazy. This feels like maybe it's not safe. Like, but it was ultimately just fine. And so we just decided that we were going to be on the floor as much as anyone else. Plus, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people wanted to be at home, which I totally um, back. And I'm happy that they got to like be there. Yeah. And that we got to like stay on and go on and uh, continue here on the east side, you know. And we're still just kind of going along. Like, you know, we're, we're we're pivoting like obviously we had to like change things to all takeout we limited our numbers for so long to only 10 people could be in here um so we kind of had to like a lot of people called in like we just like walk their stuff out to them or you know uh you know just doing it that way like touchless as best as possible mm -hmm. and now it's um you know we feel a little safer in that what we do is like kind of actively socially distance or like move people around in the store like at time you know being people who are in the hospitality business, we're not used to saying no to people or really bussing <laughs> other people around. But during this, it's kind of a way that we've had to adapt is be like, hey, can you stand over here? Like, can you sit over here while we wait? We're doing our best to go as fast as we can to get your stuff. But it's different when someone's like waiting for a sandwich right. for seven to 15 minutes. I mean, seven minutes is super long when you're really hungry and you're just standing, staring at yeah. the wall. So, so we're trying to be like, no, it's gonna shop around, you know? <laughs> So yeah, you um, have the luxury of walk around, go look at some stuff, buy other we'll stuff. stuff. We're not gonna throw your sandwich away. We'll no, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> I would eat it, but anyway. I, yeah, Steve would eat it. That's why we don't uh, hire Steve at Beans yeah. and Barley. Jimmy, because I Jim, would do the uh, same thing. I, I, I've got for some for for those who have never been and are thinking or would think of coming in. What's sort of the vibe, or what are they gonna find there? Okay, so it's I would. Me, I'm a vegetarian, so I like to really focus on all the vegetarian food. But there, what we do have also is like uh, basically chicken and, you know, not, not we don't have fish right now because we just don't, there's not a demand for it. Mm -hmm. But we do have like 
chicken and I guess tuna. So kind of on that pescatarian um, side of things. Um, but yeah, it's mainly like healthy food. However, we also have like our hot deli food, which also includes, let's say, lasagna. Uh, and we're just not making lasagna healthy. We're making lasagna the way it's it 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 made. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you just got to. So what it, I guess what you'd say is there's a lot of healthy choices like smoothies, juices, light sandwiches and salads, all like really well tested recipes that have been around for some for 40 years. Even these are like recipes that like, you know, somebody's hippie grandma was like yeah sounds like serve it there or like you know like uh things that like a sandwich that our friend kevin made up the balsamic tofu sandwich he's like you know that's still on our menu it's like a super favorite um but besides that we like wine local beer uh like frozen pizza <laughs> tons and tons and tons of really rad gifts actually and like gift cards or gift um sorry greeting cards mm-hmm. Like, I'm pretty lucky. Like, I literally can just walk out of work into the store and, like, all the birthdays and, like, kid parties, like, it's all covered. You're so, like, set. yeah, that that is what you can oh, literally oh, come oh. here on your lunch break, like, order your sandwich, walk around. You got your, like, nieces and nephews' birthday covered, maybe, like, a bottle of wine for mom. Like, you know, you can do that all in one spot. You're probably not going to do all your grocery shopping here, but, like, we'll finish, we'll round out your your day or your trip, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what we're trying to like, just have really rad, mostly local stuff and just stuff to kind of finish out what you need at your house, you know? Love it. Love it. So given this is, this is probably the most excited I've been to ask this question, given your, your, you know, your time there, the store being there, you're, 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 you know, you're such an, an important part of the fabric of the city. What are your favorite things about Milwaukee? Oh, well, for me personally, it's that, okay, I use like kind of a, it's a band analogy a little too much, which might be really annoying for some, it. some people. Yeah. But, but what I can say is like, having been in the music scene and the art scene in the city, we've all meet, like, we're not the East Coast and we're not the West Coast. We're not Chicago. We're not even Minneapolis or St. Paul. We're truly like this little blue collar city that, in a lot of bad ways is separated, but in a ton of really, really good ways is connected. So in that, I just think of like, when we're all trying to like have a music scene or an art scene, like we totally need each other to do that. Like, we're not gonna have like, there's no anonymous rock stars in the city, you know, like it's a small city, we all know each other, and we all have to support each other. So in that, it's like how we exist on the east side and how we've grown on the east side is by listening to each other, by participating in our community, by um, being the spot that someone can come like and priced so that they can come here every single day instead of like only a special occasion. You know, it's like just in that way. And that uh, what I love about Milwaukee is that we totally rely on each other to be here. And that feels like we'll all be here. We can all work on that. And like lately, we've certainly been shown that we need to try so so much harder on that including the east side you know like to make it a more uh inclusive place for for people but like i think it's just already built to be we just gotta like do a little more you know mm-hmm. well and so that's what i love about milwaukee you know is that we, we just make it happen like and other places it just happens to them you know it it's a great point and i think it's um even further emphasized through what Liz Brodick has been doing on the east side and keeping everyone together from a business perspective and community perspective and running these rallies 
uh, to help support all of you uh, as we're all going through this. Um, so yeah, I love that answer. I don't, Adam, we're in it together. We are. That's a fact. Got a band together. Got a band together. Yeah. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah. So and I agree. Liz is like totally in on that. She's totally like doing that. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people are, but she's like certainly spirited regarding this stuff for she sure. Sure is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what? Uh, if uh, people want to connect up, you know, besides coming in to Beans and Barley, where are some of the best places they can just stay connected and stay up to date? Um, like beansandbarley.com has our daily menu, like our hot deli menu and soup menu. So that's like a nice, easy way. We do have a menu hotline where if you want to like kind of get digital slash digital slash analog on it, you can listen to sometimes me, sometimes Andrew, sometimes whoever the manager of the day, maybe Jennifer, kind of read off a list of the stuff. And some people just really dig that way. <laughs> um, but, you know, the typical would be beansandbarley.com. And then, of course, like Facebook Beans and Barley and Instagram Beans and Barley. Um, that's our main spots. But cool. I will admit this. We're not like terribly... Uh, you know, we don't post a whole lot. I think we're kind of one of those businesses that it's like we give people a little space, you know? So we don't like post the specials every day, but we do have them on our website. Well, if I were you guys, I'd be posting about that carrot cake for sure. (laughs) I I feel that for sure. (laughs) Might've had a bit too much carrot cake in my life, but you know, you gotta live, you gotta live. That's okay. Yeah. I was going to say, you gotta live that life. It's got carrots. That's okay. That's, Well, Steve, is that your rational yeah. It's got carrots in it. It's got currants. Those are totally healthy. Yeah. yeah. A- see, see. Well, Jim, this was awesome. Uh, learning a lot more and just uh, feeling the, uh, the the enthusiasm and passion from you about beans and barley. And um, I know when Adam and I do these episodes, we get very hungry. So. <laughs> Well, I'm uh, starving. Yeah, yeah. But Come, um, get a burrito. Right. Um, so thank you so much for coming on, and uh, we really appreciate, uh, like I said, learning more and, and how we can support. Oh, yeah. Thank you for having me, you guys. It was really fun. And yeah. sorry I talked all time. No, that's exactly what we want. <laughs> that's why we have hey, Jim, you on. Yep. Nobody listens to the Experience Milwaukee podcast to hear us. No, they don't. They listen because we have really cool guests like you who are yep. super passionate about the thing that you do. That's it. Thanks, guys. Come on and talk. Bottom and I love we yeah. love it. It's our favorite thing. Well, come get a burrito. I'll be here. I'm here oh, all the yes. time. So. All right. Except for uh, Sunday, Monday. I got, yes. I got Garfield right. scheduled. I got Garfield scheduled. Adam? <laughs> okay. Steve? And now? Milwaukee's own Flecko Peter.